Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to another episode of She Means Well. Oh yeah, I, I think I've said that every episode. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, baby. Oh yeah, baby. It's, it gets us in the spirit, yeah. you know? Happy to be here. Same. Happy to be here with you. Happy to be here with you guys listening. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is good stuff. <laughs> this is good stuff. It's been a great day, and I'm ready to hang out with you. I am too. Not that I haven't been with you all day or all weekend, but we have been together all day having a great day, and we uh, went and played racquetball today for Both, the first time. Yeah. We, we just got memberships at the Y, and that is some, it's a fun sport. Yeah. Not that was confident an experience. we were playing correctly. I know. I feel like the first 30 minutes, we're like, yeah, I think that's how you play. No. By the end, we're just, ah, ah. I think at one point, I'm like, Bailey, just hit it. Just hit it everywhere, any wall, any ceiling. Oh, that was hilarious. She's like, do you guys fun. want eyewear? The worker and we're like, nah. We get in there. I'm like, oh, I need that eyewear. I know. There's a couple cool skulls. I'm like, vroom, <laughs> dodging the ball. That was so much fun. I know. I'm already looking forward to the next time. Oh, I know. Same. It's so cool. Like, you're in a container. I know. We like brought our speaker too, and um, Bailey like went outside of the container, and you couldn't hear container? it at all. So. So we were just jamming. That was a lot of fun. And it was like a workout too. I mean, I was heavy breathing. I was sweating. I got to dust out the old Apple Watch if we're going to keep doing that. I, I know. know. It doesn't count if you don't know how much you've moved. But at the same time, my Apple Watch, it kind of stresses me out sometimes. if Because I really only wear it like at work because I use the timer so often. But sometimes when I'm working out. But I've stopped using it because it scares me. It'll be like your heart rate is above whatever. And I'm like, oh gosh. And then it just goes up. Oh, and it it's like, me sit, out. sit down. You need to breathe or whatever. Yeah. I uh, haven't, Cardiac used, arrest. haven't used my Apple charger in like three years because I lost the charger and I'm like, yeah. And then that's probably when I stopped working out. <laughs> <laughs> Being dead honest. No, but we're getting back into it. Bailey has this program that we're going to start we're going to attempt. We're hitting it, baby. We're hitting it. I'm saying by my 25th birthday, I'm going to feel good from the outside in. <laughs> from the outside I mean, in? I mean, yeah, that's what I meant because I feel good on the inside now. I just need the outside <laughs> to feel good. There you go. Yeah. Um. Well, we have some riveting updates. We do. And I hate to say, but... With the poll that we took, dirty feet or wet jeans? Uh, no, the would you rather is, would you rather? <laughs> Abigail, silence your cell phone. Uh, Sorry, you're probably Mom. that person in the movie. I know I am. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, I am. Um, anyway, it was would you rather have sopping wet jeans that will never dry or dirty feet you can never wash? Abigail, you tell them. Mm, this hurts so bad. But the sopping wet jeans lost by one vote. One vote. I kind of still believe that this is the world's most divisive would you rather. I, I It's kind of split down the middle. I mean, I'll take the win. Don't, don't ask me twice. But They're both awful. They're both awful. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't want to have dirty feet. Bailey loves dirty feet. Where do you dis- uh, I decide don't. that? I don't. But wonder why she has those slippers on, huh? <laughs> dirty feet. I am not gonna have um, <clears throat> anything dank, dark, and dirty about the jeans. <laughs> you know, dank, dark, and dirty. It's just musty. That does not seem like that would be. That wouldn't feel right. Smell right. Be right. It would be wrong. But anyway, so I won. I'll be lost. And <laughs> I don't lose. Today you do. I did today. So I want to talk about, uh, do I sound too loud? No, you sound good. Okay. You sound perfect. Oh, well, thanks. Um, so we're going to get into the swast. You want to? Or do you have anything else to talk about? <clears throat> I want to talk about one thing real quick. So we were just talking about, you're like, Abigail, silence your um, cell phone. That yeah. reminds me. This happened not too long ago. I was at church 
and I was by myself and you know how, you know, worship, it's darker in there. It was like an evening service. The worship got done and the announcements, whatever. And it was like transitioning into prayer, like before the, the message. And I came straight from work to church and I had my toothbrush <laughs> in my purse. Oh no. Because I like brushed my teeth at work that morning. If you haven't been listening, electric. that's not that weird. Yeah, it's not that weird because I work at a dentist office. But anyway, it's an electric and it was like quiet, like lights dim. I accidentally hit the like, like, why did I leave it in my car? It's probably late rushing in, but I hit the on button <clears throat> and Sonic cares are aggressive and loud <laughs> and <laughs> they have like light indicators on them too. So that just sounded horrible just <laughs> like and then I go uh, like grab it from my purse and the lights like bright on my face <laughs> look like I brought contraband that is hilarious that was very embarrassing I was definitely breaking a sweat after service I just walked my happy ass out <laughs> gotta go bye yeah <laughs> Oh, that's so funny, dude. That's embarrassing. That happened to one of my coworkers. You know who you are. Um, she brought something that should just stay at home. Yeah. <gasps> and I think it, And that's like, what I thought people were probably thinking that it was. I think that it... And now I can't remember how it happened, but she like had it in her jacket pocket or something. And it like fell out. I don't know, at the salon or in public or something like that. But in front of her client... <laughs> Uh, which I'm so sorry if I'm remembering this incorrectly, or maybe it was a client that that happened to. I don't know, but regardless, Dude, bless that person. Cry. <laughs> That's really funny though at church. Yeah, like the worst. <laughs> so embarrassing. Whatever. It's fun to be able to laugh at yourself. I, I laugh at myself a lot. It's the only way through. <laughs> Sometimes it is true. Um, but back to the source. We wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of, you know, friendship and being the best friend in a situation where um, the other half of the relationship isn't maybe making the best choices and the sticky situation that you may find yourself in, how to approach that situation. Um, do you say something? Do you not say something? The timing, is it right? Is it not right? Do they need to learn on their own? Or is that why I'm in their life, to be that person to say something? Um, I feel like all of us women have been in the shoes once or twice before in friendships like that where maybe it's, you know, your girlfriend's dating someone that you know isn't the best for her. And that, that can be really hard to approach, especially like if there's a lot of feelings involved. Um, last week we... I got to open up about my story and um, Bailey was there through it all. And that's a really tough spot to be in. And so I kind of wanted to give the floor to you today and just kind of discuss your point of view and your thought process through it all. Because I, I know that you always wanted the best for me and you knew how much I cared about this person. But just like talk about that a little bit of how did you go about it? Are there things that you wish you did differently you know? Um, yeah, for sure. And you know, it's not like this is the only, um, it is something that people, it happens often in your friendships, relationships, whatever you, it doesn't even need to be like your best friend, but like someone that you're like, Oh dang, like it's hard. Cause it's like, I'm not God. I don't know what I'm not the one judging you. Like that's the worst thing you could do. Like get out of there. But like, you when you're not emotionally invested in something I feel like you just see the train coming down the track so much more clear because mm -hmm. the only dog that you have in the fight is that you care for your friend and that your your right. loved one and that person is emotionally invested and they're like you just don't get it you just don't see it kind of thing like mm -hmm. you don't get the whole picture right and I feel like those are the people you really should listen to are the ones that like don't have a dog in the fight other than the fact of like dude I love you and I can see some unhealthy things but yeah how you go about that whether you say something or not it's it's a tricky thing because I was always worried if I spoke up and said something like Abby I feel like uh, you know what I feel like we need to rewind actually okay um because where I was at um what was really hard for me I guess why what we're talking about here is 
Abby, um, after what she shared about last week, that was not me. <laughs> I swear to God. Must be the computer. Is your phone on do not disturb? No, I'll do that. So it was you. Sorry, people just won't stop texting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Dry as a bone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, choo choo mother. I wouldn't. The thought left the building. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? You're talking about like you didn't know how to say something. Should you have said something? Oh, no. Oh, you were talking about <laughs> last week and I opened up about how, you know, I got engaged. And I yeah. do want to clarify one thing. I didn't give enough detail to this circumstance. And I feel like I have to give that detail in order for Bailey's point of view to completely make sense and for you guys to be able to step in her shoes. Um, so I found out that my ex at the time was cheating on me before we got engaged. Side note. <laughs> and yeah, you weren't trying to like gloss over. I no, think you were just all. trying to keep it really factual and yeah. not like spend more time talking about the juice and the gossip than, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I found out that, um, he had been cheating on me, but then was like, love covers all. And then a couple months. So later. that's why it was really tricky for me in that position because our friendship at the time we had really like kind of addressed that like you know we have had some really codependent tendencies in our friendship what like has gone in your relationship I'm like way too involved in before any of this blow up you know mm -hmm. um so at that time I feel like we we're kind of trying to deconstruct and like have a little bit more emotional boundaries around our friendship and how we navigated that um so with that being said when this all blew up about um your ex being unfaithful um it was I felt like I was just like come to me come to me like I want to I want to protect you but then it's like there was other information coming that it was just like that's how gossip works it's so destructive and like can you pause real quick yeah <clears throat> I want to focus real quick on like we acknowledged that we had unhealthy boundaries or boundaries that weren't there that's a really tough spot to be because like sisterhood is a gift. Like having somebody that can hold you accountable, put you in check, um, you're falling and they can pick you back up is a gift. But when you get so far into like no boundaries are there, it's like, then where do we go from here? And I think at the time you and I both like did a, we took like a big step back like we didn't know how to have appropriate boundaries. I feel like it was, we had no boundaries and we're way too invested in each other's personal lives. And then it's like, we had all the boundaries. We had all the boundaries. Like there were great wall of China around us. Yeah. Like it was almost like, it was I don't, hard to I don't want to let you in now because this is what's healthy. Cause we're trying to have boundaries. So I, we can't talk about all the things, but then that was also like the perfect recipe for, um, I don't know, like confusion, I think on like my part and your part where we weren't really, um, talking about things. Yeah. And it's like, are we not as close anymore? Yeah. So it was a really tricky time. So, um, before they got engaged, that was like, okay, this is obviously huge and okay, great. Now Abby's like out of this horrible situation. I, I'm happy for her. She got her own apartment because she had lived with me for a little bit, got her own place. And I was super excited for you. And then when your ex had moved in, I think we had kind of mentioned it felt like maybe in the first episode, like it felt like it wasn't like, oh, Abby and her boyfriend, he's moving in. It was just kind of like he wasn't there and then he was. And I, at the time also, yeah, we were, weren't really... It was kind of more awkward to be like, so what? Because he was already there and it was kind of mm -hmm. like, okay, don't ask. Right. That was the energy. Yeah. I mean, that was my energy. I'm like, this is my relationship. I'm doing this. I'm making all the shots. I don't care about your opinion. That's how I was back then. I was like, I'm going to do what I want and you can suck it. <laughs> yeah. So then they, uh, which is not wise. That's why God puts sisters in your life. Yeah. Not just girls, but like guys too. Yeah. We were actually, we heard that, uh, 
message today at church, our pastor was saying like, you know, it is really loving to like when you see someone else doing something that you are like, yikes, that's probably not the best decision. Instead of like standing aside and like gossiping and being judgmental about it, like you want to show up how Jesus would show up and be like, you know what? Like, who am I to judge you? But then it's like love doesn't just love isn't compliance either. It's like you want to be able to call them to action and like rise above the occasion kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And so from what it sounds like to me, it's like you were having a really hard time determining what is too much to say. What am I like? Am I not saying enough? Do I not say anything at all? Yeah, that that's really tricky. And these are really big life decisions that I was making and choosing to handle them on my own, which, oh, how? That's not right. That's all I could just shake her. I know. know? It's really crazy. And I think that's why it's such a big deal to me why we're sitting here talking about this, because Abby really has like done a full 180 like transformation of like for her to talk about like who that girl was like. I don't know if you guys know, like it was, it's so different, you know, I'm so proud of you. Thank you, dude. You're making me blush. Like it's crazy. But so like when they got engaged, uh, he had reached out to my boyfriend at the time and told him that he was going to propose and that they had looked at rings together. And we just talked about this for the first time, not that long ago. And I wrestled before they got engaged. I'm like, so I know they're going to get engaged. I know that they (laughs) look... I know that they looked at rings together. Um, Jordan and I were both like, I mean, it just feels like, I think Jordan said, I mean, are you sure, man? Like, is this the right time? Like, you guys just went through a lot. And, but it's just tricky because when someone's coming to you with that big news, it's really hard to be like, bad idea, straight to their face because it's not your life, but you're also like, yikes. It's really tricky. Um, And I remember being like, even then wrestling, like, do I say something to Abby before they get engaged? Because she doesn't know that I know that they Mm -hmm. went and, or they've talked about it. I don't know if you had gone and looked or if you knew you were just part of the conversation, but, um, so I decided to not say anything because I was just like, this is not going to go well for me (laughs) if I'm like, Hey, so I heard you looked at, like, it's like, if you wanted to tell me you would and you didn't. So I didn't say anything because I knew it was wrong because I knew all of this was wrong. That's why I didn't say anything about him moving in. That's why I didn't say anything about going to look at rings or that we were even talking about marriage because I knew in my heart, like, this is not what I need to do. I just couldn't. It was like a pride thing, I think. Like, I wanted to show people that I could make it work. Like, my parents have been through a lot and they they make it work. They choose each other regardless but that's not how it is when you're dating. Mm-hmm. That's when you run. <laughs> you run. The song. Run. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I didn't say anything. Then they got engaged. And then uh, Abby asked me to be her maid of honor. And I remember being like. Some balls she got on Dude, her. you had some big balls. The big red balls from Wipeout is what you had. Serious. And then that day we went and looked at wedding dresses. I just remember being like. I can't keep up. Dude, you poor thing. But I mean, I I don't think I... So you said going back, would I do anything differently? Because I look back and I'm like, I don't feel like I did call you to action. I didn't like do the loving thing and like sit down. But like we were really unwell. And I feel like if I would have sat you down at that time, you would have been like, Bailey, I'm fine. Like, it's fine. This is really what I feel like is right. Do you feel like you would have done that? Mm-hmm. I feel like I... I was afraid you were going to double down and be like... I just wasn't at the place where I was ready to receive the the facts, the truth. I wanted... I just wanted things to work out so bad. Like, I wanted to prove everybody that I can do this. And I don't need anybody's help. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now thinking back, like, I didn't have... I had one friend um, that did give me her very upfront honest truth and I'm thankful for it I you know I I'm not gonna sit here and be like I wish you would have said more because you handled it the best way that you knew how to at the time that's a really hard spot to be in but this friend she like sat me down and was just like 
dude, like, what are you doing? Like, you deserve so much more. It shouldn't be this hard before you're even married. Like, you need to think about this, pray about this. And I kind of told her, like, my mind's made up. Like, I'm doing this. Oh, you this. did at that time? Mm-hmm. And she told me, I love you, but I have to remove myself from your life. Oh, dang. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, I mean, we're really, really great friends now. And looking back, like that was the healthiest thing I think that somebody somebody could have done that was like in my friend group for me at the time because that that hurt me really bad. And so that opened my eyes a little bit to like, whoa, maybe these like this person knows me really well. And if she knows me like she does, I should take a hard check in myself like she's not just making this up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, looking back, I chose to not say something and you did ask me to be your maid of honor. We did do the dress shop, like you were fully planning this wedding and I wrestled with it the whole time. Like, do I say something? Do I not? And I really hope to believe that before the wedding day would have come. I mean, if I'm in the position of being your maid of honor, I would hope that we would have uh the relationship because when you asked me to be your maid of honor I feel like we were pretty distant like emotionally in Mm -hmm. our friendship I I guess I hope that like before the day were to actually come that we would be able to have a spot a conversation of just like like eye contact where it's like hi you're in there yeah you know like what's going on yeah yeah before it came because I don't want to like sit here and be like oh I'm glad I didn't say anything because like thank god it didn't happen but like you I didn't I wouldn't I don't want to say like I wouldn't let you just like go do a mistake like that but like it's just such a hard balance because it's like your life not mine but then it is loving I don't know it's such a hard thing it is hard because like my friend that did say something to me I liked that approach because it's like she went into it with I I'm going to say how I feel about the situation and Abby can do with it what she will. Yeah. But as a friend, I owe it to her to confront her, like check yourself. Yeah. Which maybe that's but it throws in a mix, Bailey, because of we're family. I mean, there's a whole lot more that goes into it. And I'm not saying that I wish you would have done it differently, but for me, that check with that friend was like the biggest check that I had received. I wasn't asking for it. She came to me and was just like, yo, (laughs) check yourself. Yeah. I think that, uh, my brain is struggling. I think it's the coffee. You know, what's really funny is I took a, the supplement for ADHD Right before this clarity. <laughs> What's that? Um, maybe I'm going to say that part. I'm like, stop it. You're fine. I was going to say, I don't know. I feel like I just open my mouth and then I'm like, wait, what? I can talk about something if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, being that friend that was making the poor choices and having that hard heart and hard head of like, I'm going to do this. And I mean, they can suck it. It left me very isolated because I, I mean, we didn't have conversations about it because I knew it was wrong. I knew that my main goal was to prove everybody wrong. And so obviously I'm not going to bring that up. So automatically that isolated me and, Being isolated when you're, period, can be a scary thing, but especially when you're going through really big life changes and emotionally I was very unwell. And so I isolated myself and that was a really scary place to be. I wish that I could have reached out to Bailey or my friends and just been like, I'm lost and I need help. Because that's why God puts those those people in your life to be there for you in times of need. Um, and looking back, I I just wasn't in a place where I would have been ready to receive if you were to confront me regardless. Yeah. So it is what it is. And 
you know, we learned a lot from that situation and I praise God that today I know that you would say something to me. Yeah. And I, without a doubt, would say something to you. I think that in your early twenties, for sure, um, you have just before you honestly learn about yourself and what's healthy and communication, it's super easy to accidentally become super codependent with your friends, not one, but Mm -hmm. like multiple of them. And it feels like everything that's happening in their life is happening to you too. So I think looking back, if I were to be in those shoes today, I would say like, you know, like I want, I really love you. And I would just approach it like that. Like, I really love you. And I, I, I'm worried about this and take the angle of like, this isn't my choice. This is not my circus or my monkeys but Mm -hmm. like because I love you and I don't have an emotional dog in the fight like these are the things I'm seeing and just leave it a little bit more factual instead of like how about you just I'm really scared for you and this is gonna be really hard and like you know like that wouldn't that's what it would have been and that would have made you would have been like I'll prove you right yeah wrong yeah I wouldn't have liked that either so I think if you're in a tough position with a friend the more you can clearly communicate and just say the like I mean therapy talk but like I feel I feel like just communicating from your perspective Mm -hmm. of like what is true to you Mm -hmm. uh is because that person can't be like well no you know yeah no you don't feel that way Yeah. yeah that's a really good point to make and I think approaching it with like a soft heart if they're making decisions that you know that they're better than, I think just like finding a quiet space, like I love you and I want the best for you. I know that your purpose, you're called higher than whatever the situation is. Um, just know that I, I love you so much and I think you could, you could do better, whatever it is. Um, I love you regardless, but just think about that for me and, you know, I'm here for you. I think yeah. that's important, too, because I think, too, if you were to confront me with those, you know, Abby, like, what the hell are you doing? And if I were to respond in a way of like, no, Bailey, I am doing this. I felt like it would have even pushed distance in between us even more. So I think it's important, too, if your friend is choosing to, like, make the not so healthy choice, ensure or make sure that they are aware, like, you can still, like call on me like I'm still going to be here for you yeah but I'm just I'm not supporting these decisions that you're making and honestly Bailey if I were in your shoes and we did have that conversation and I handled it the way that I would have back then of like no I'm just gonna do it anyway if I were you I probably would say I'm sorry but I can't I can't be your maid of honor I don't support this relationship flat that's what I would have done I think if I were you mm-hmm. and we had that conversation, which yeah. that would be hard. But that also, I think to me would be like a really big wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I don't know. I know. Well, I'm glad we didn't get there. I know. <laughs> I'm very glad <laughs> that I would be like, okay, the date's coming and we got to like, I got to, I'm really worried about this because mm-hmm. it feels like really tricky. Like, I guess as family too, like you, they want to be supportive. We all want to be supportive, but like, yeah, what a pickle, man. Yeah. That's a big old pickle. Um, going off of BFF POV, I kind of want to transition to just being in your adulthood and making good quality friends. Dude, it's tricky. It's just hard it's to hard make friends here. as an adult. Period. It is. Bailey and I both are from like small towns, which we don't live in those small towns still. Might as well. I mean, 25 like minutes away far. from <laughs> Yeah, not very far. We won't be here for long, but um, get back. It's really hard to make friends. And I feel like where I'm at in life, where Bailey's at in life, like we're choosing to surround or be picky with our time because I know where my time is spent. Um, it matters. It's like, it matters who, who's in your ear. It matters like what they're listening to, what they're up to. So I want to be picky with the people that I do choose to surround myself with because it, it really does have an impact on who you are as a person. I think back to, um, around the time when all of this stuff was going on or maybe before it came out and 
I love all these people. I'm still great friends with them to this day. But we were all kind of in the same spot of just like coasting stagnant. through life. Yeah. yeah, very stagnant. And there was no like um, like spiritual growth. There was no like, how are you choosing to grow in your career? And how are you bettering yourself? How are you becoming the better version of you? Um, there was none of that. It was and Groundhog's Day. Same day, every day. Yeah. And it was a waste of time in a sense, like for my personal growth, not a waste of time spent with them. I and treasure, memories and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I treasure all of those memories and time uh, that we got to get so close, but that I can reflect back on and think, wow, like the influence of the people around me, it's a really big influence on me in my life and the decisions that I'm choosing to make. As soon as I stepped out of like that circle of friends, I found myself like growing in so many different ways. And again, not because of who they were, but just because of, I mean, I think all of our friends from that era can say the same. Like we were kind of just, we've all like grown since then. Yeah. And it's really easy. I think again, like the codependent thing, it's like, well, we're all hanging out. Oh yeah. Let's all go to that person. And it's just kind of the same day, like same weekend. Like we're going out to the same bars. We're Mm kind of laughing at the same things, listening to the same music. And it's like, of course, like love all those people, still great friends with them. But like, we can all say we weren't challenged. We weren't challenged in that time. Mm -hmm. And we were really comfy just staying there. Mm -hmm. And it makes me really happy that we all have grown because I even look at like, individual like couples from that group and like I feel like there was way too much emphasis on like the whole group of friends that because we were were a really tight-knit group but almost at the cost of like you're not even like prioritizing like deepening and growing your own relationship aside from a group it's like no we do this every weekend we're all together it's not like hey let's go on a hike let's just talk let mm-hmm. you know and it's just like this is just what we're doing right yeah that's a really good point I think personally for me I'll be super honest like it has been a little bit of a struggle for me like the past year finding like um girlfriends that love the Lord and that are going to challenge me in different ways in my life women that can hold me accountable uh, women that know the things that I struggle with it's been really hard for me, I think, to open up to new girls in my life just because um, of some trust that was broken in my last really close relationship with a girl. I don't think that has the ultimate, like, why I haven't made n- many new friends, but... It's hard to be vulnerable in general, you know? It is. Yeah, it's really hard. I think, you know, as a girl, I know this to be true, but it's... It can be really intimidating, you know, like opening up to a girl because girls tend to be pretty catty. And yeah, I just want to make sure like the next girl that I can open up with about like they're going to care for my heart like I care for theirs. I think, too, like when you are pursuant of a relationship with Christ, naturally God's going to start putting you in situations where you're not looking for friends but there's going to be people in your life that are going to be there. And I wholeheartedly believe that I'm feel like I'm in that season right now, but, um, I think that they're going to be those friends. They'll, they'll know your purpose and they'll be able to hold you accountable and check you and be a good friend in that way. Yeah. Something that Jordan always says is like, show me, your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. And it's really true because you look at like what the people you surround yourself with, which that's not like a novel thought. Like people say that all the time, but like it, it's kind of crazy how you realize it when you're not driven and you're just stagnant and it, I don't know, it's tricky because you, you want to grow and you want to evolve and like, Tell me about like a book you're reading or whatever or like a podcast you're listening to. And Mm -hmm. it's really great when you can find people who challenge you. And like I really like it makes me think of my work family. And I feel like we're all really in a similar place of just like wanting to go deeper, wanting to grow and just like be self-aware. And like Mm -hmm. I find that stuff super interesting 
And I think when you're not at the place of wanting to learn and wanting to go deeper in those areas, it's like, can we talk about something that's like less boring? But I'm like, this is the most fun conversation. Are you kidding? Talking about like Enneagram and motives and like why people do things, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, oh, they're under stress. So they're like acting this way. And like, you can come alongside those people so much better, but like my work family, we have like a a paper in the back with everyone's Enneagram number. (laughs) And it's so helpful with like communication and like even just after a hard day, like, you know, someone was supposed to get out at three and they've been there all day and like they got to go and they, they can't get out. And it's just so nice to like, or I've been in those shoes and then you get a text and they can see you you drowning, you know, with your client and you get a text after work and it's like, Hey, I love you. Like today was really hard. Tomorrow's a new day and like yeah. that's so refreshing just to have quality people who like see you yes and know you yeah and they're like come on sis let's go yeah oh that's so important to have in a relationship lean on me and i'll lean on you you know that's yeah that's really good will you say one more time what jordan said show me your friends and i'll show you your future i like that mm-hmm. two i going off of that i think when you do find the right friends they know the person that you are to become. They see your potential. And so having a friend that can see that is going to always be there for you when you have moments of weakness, when you're falling short of something. They're they're there to like pick you back up. That's how it's supposed to work. All of us are going to fall. I don't care if I'm the most perfect person ever and don't mess up often. I'm going to fall. Yeah. Like we all do. And I'd like to think if I saw you slipping, not I'd like to think I know 100%. (laughs) If I I saw you slipping, it would be very easy for me to be like, yo, I know your purpose. I know your calling. And I know you're so much greater than this. Knock that shit off. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we need to, as a whole, everybody, we really should be viewing the people and the friends that we have in our life as seriously as like, picking your spouse like this is the interview these are your friends and like there's so many people that like allow I've done this but like allow people way too much access to their life that they uh they shouldn't get that much of a say or that much of a vote and like for me being someone who um struggles with uh, people pleasing. I just want to see people's point of view and I want everyone. It's like, you can get stuck in like friendships and almost like a situationship in a friend way. That's Mm -hmm. like, this is not healthy. I don't like the way you talk to me. I don't feel energized when we leave. Like how you feel when you leave hanging out with friends should tell you everything you need to know, Mm -hmm. whether that person is a good friend in your life or not. Very, very true. Cause you know, there's people you leave, hang out and you're like uh, mm-hmm. brain dead drained, drained. yeah i, I feel like they just threw up all over me mm-hmm. and i can't i need to shake that off yeah and we really need to be like picking our friends really seriously because yeah they friends i mean they they're a big part of your life mm-hmm. huge part they are i want somebody to calling all people looking for new friends <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody that's going to push me, too, in so many different ways. I This is why we started this podcast, actually. Yeah, kind of. Find friends. So you can submit your application. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it can be tricky, though, as an adult. I mean, timing, too, like just jobs and stuff and different goals. And it's tricky. But, you know, I, I think the right people come into our life in the right time and they leave at the right time too there I mean we all go through different seasons I mean there's I've had like I shared earlier there is this girlfriend of mine that we had been friends since I was like 13 years old she had to remove herself because she knew that where I was at in life she couldn't be around because it my choices were just negative energy and bringing her down And so, like, I give her all the props for being able to remove herself. And then, you know, I ended up removing myself from that whole situation. And I'm like, oh, she's so ahead of me. Like, she was so smart to do that. 
Um, because now that I've removed myself from these other people and their lives and things going on in their lives, like I just feel so much better. Like I can think clearly, I can see clearly now. And, um, so that friendship I value so much because I know like if we were to go through anything hard again, like we're able to have that tough conversation. And if you need a break from our friendship, then so be it. I mean, that's, the epitome of like us too mm-hmm. like having time to just like you know we were in woven way too close way too deep we gotta like deconstruct and kind of for different reasons you know like yeah. not necessarily i don't know it's it it's like same but different having like a pause from a friend uh i feel like when you remove someone from your life and you can think about this with in dating too i listen to a lot of podcasts that are listener submissions and people giving and calling asking for advice there's a lot of times that people are like, should I still be dating this guy? Uh, I don't know. And so, but if you remove yourself from their life, it's really telling Ugh. what a value or not value they're adding totally. to your life. And if you're in a weird spot with a friend, there's nothing better than like taking a little bit of a break. And it's hard because time is one thing you can't get back, but like it's way more important to like set some boundaries, take a little bit of a breather get alone with your thoughts and think about it because if time is something you can't get back, don't waste time on someone who doesn't respect and earn, deserve your time or add value to add your value life either. Yeah. I think sometimes that is the best decision to make taking a step back from a friendship relationship, whatever it be. It's really hard and it's not fun, but the truth will be like revealed, you know, in that space apart from one another it's scary, but I mean, do the hard thing, do the uncomfortable thing, because in the end, you'll be so happy that you did the hard thing now. Because I, I think about like, in a relationship sense, I've been in situations where it's like, you know, let's like, just take some time. And I really care about you. And I I just need like to work on myself. And then, um, or in a friendship too. And then them working on themselves is not the type of person or isn't what you see as working on yourself. It just doesn't align maybe like with your values or like, oh, going out and partying is really working on yourself, huh? It just it just like shows a lot. Yeah. In silence. Uh huh. So we're going to switch gears a little bit and I have something very heavy weighing on my chest. Uh Oh, I'm nervous. I have to get it out. Uh Oh. About 20 minutes. Me not being nervous, my feet. (laughs) About 20 minutes before we started this episode, Bailey was moving some furniture and she ripped her jeans all the way up her butt crack. I wish I could show you if I knew it was all just girly pops. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I love these pants. They're comfortable. I will be buying them again. They're from PacSun. They're like the carpenter boyfriend. If you want them, go get them. Um, They're very careful. I can't move too much. My whole butt crack is that right now. Um, and we still had like setting up to do of the set. So her and her little cheeks are just moving around here. <laughs> it's hilarious. I told Abby, I'm like, I got to give these pants one last ride. I'm not going to change. I'm going to see my, my butt crack. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, Bailey, how well do you think you know me? Mm, like the back of my hand. Do you? Pretty well. Okay. Um, we're going to kind of transition into Kinda. some silly little questions let's see how well bailey knows me Mm. and let's see how well i know bailey because i feel like i know her the best (laughs) out of like any friend of mine Mm -hmm. for sure okay so i'm gonna start get it get it get it hit it hit it oh okay what is that show me i don't know isn't that you know that song i don't know it is it oh is oh it's a tiktok sound isn't it show me yeah yeah now that yeah don't quiz me (laughs) you got nervous i did okay so this is very applicable what is the best excuse for being late you've ever used better late than ugly just kidding no come on um best excuse oh we've both done this wait am i answering what you would say no because i they're the same answer you just give me your answer car accident okay here's a lie immediately bites nail (laughs) on my way to my job interview at the last salon i worked at and then i had to reschedule and then i got i ended up working there 
But I was so embarrassed. I was so lost in the big city. Like, gone accident. Can't make it. Bye. <laughs> I've done that before. I've said a car accident. And I just went ham. Like, I just made it Abigail. so much more than I needed to You be. need to explain it. It wasn't just like, oh, I got in a fender bender. Like, ugh, I'm really going to be. You need to tell what you said. She took it. Parents are out of town, was driving their car, totaled their car, found a picture on Google, sent it to my teacher. <laughs> you said people were in the hospital, no? No. Oh. And um, she was like, I'm so sorry. I hope you're okay. And I sent it like half asleep. And when I woke up, I realized like I sent it twice. Or, like, my message didn't really make sense. And I was like, sorry, hit my head pretty good. Like, <laughs> like sinner. That's bad. Liar. Okay, your turn. Okay. I kind of have an idea, kind of. Okay. I think you should answer the question. And I think I know how you're going to answer it. And then I'll confirm or deny if I was right. Okay. So, if you could be the best in the world at something, what would it be? everything <laughs> an honest quote. no that's literally like how my brain works like if i'm learning something, we gotta get new, into the enneagram quick yeah we do if i'm learning something new like i want to be the best i need to be okay well it's awful what i thought you were gonna say is the saxophone oh yes abby has a dream she needs to learn to play the saxophone it is just such a nice sound <laughs> but i just really don't want to <laughs> It's not a cute instrument to play. Well, imagine like with these cheeks, when a fan on you and you're like, oh, some candles going. Yeah, could be a vibe. Could be a vibe. It's a vibe. If you could be in any movie, what would you be in? I've never seen any movie all of a sudden. All just left my brain. If I could be in any movie. The only movie that I think I've seen right now is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be... Um, oh, what's her name? Um, oh, JC would slap me. Ah, What's her name in that movie? I don't know celebrity names. I suck at that. Well, no, it's Kate Hudson, but her character, oh. Andy Anderson. I want oh. to be her so bad. I picked my um, high school prom dress, like, inspired from her. Did my hair similar. Uh-huh. I wanted it to be her. You go, girl. Loved her. Love that Iconic. yellow dress. Oh, yeah. So cute. Super cute. Go ahead. Do you have another one? Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you if you could show us your best dance move. No, my butt cheek will show. Oh! <laughs> Actually, both of them. Give us the show, honey. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> How about let's flip it and reverse it. What about you, honey? I don't really know how to dance. I feel like I know how to groove. To groove! But I don't like... Watch this. You're like uh, on Hitch when he's like... And he's like, nope, keep it right here. Keep it right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Or in Princess Diaries. And she's like... Not with the chin. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, <gasps> yes, I just watched that movie. I love that. I love that movie. So do you want me to do my best dance move? Yeah. This is just for the Spotify or YouTube watchers. <laughs> I don't have any dance moves. I'm trying to think. <gasps> Hip hop. Just move. Come on. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. I can't. I'm too embarrassed. She's shy, girl. Get a glass of wine in me and things will be different. Yeah, I'd be dancing until the cows come home. I don't know. What? Okay, Bailey. That's enough of that. Yeah. Um, it was really nice to hear your point of view on uh, previous situations and just to kind of talk about you know, I don't feel as alone as I did before this conversation. It's tricky finding hard. I mean, finding hard. It's tricky finding some good quality friends these days. And 
that are pursuing the same things as you and want to challenge you. So if you are in those shoes, drop a comment below. We get it. Application, DM us. No. <laughs> but you're not alone. For Hashtag real. Hashtag me. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. I still can't believe you lost. I know. what. Sick fricks. Everybody wants dirty feet. Stop being my jeans. Yeah, that's a moist situation. Dank, dark, and dirty. Yeah, whatever. All right, you guys. Well, you can expect another episode, of course, next Wednesday. <clears throat> we look forward to it. We are going to be having on a special yeah. guest, but we will not be sharing who that will be. So, really? Sure, really? No, make, no, no, no teas. No teas. No tease at all. Oh, yeah. It'll You're going to be in for a treat, I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. Like, sit down, get your popcorn. I don't care if it's 5 a.m. or 5 p.m. <laughs> Hit play, and you're going to be entertained. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit of a different set setting. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be fun, but bear with us. This is going to be, obviously, our first time having guests on, so it might be a little clunky, but... Oh, I can't wait. I know. Me I neither. think you just gave a little hint. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, whatever. if you caught it, then you know. Um, you guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. But um, for now, see ya. Love you. Bye bye. Love you guys. Bye. bye.